more. A U.S. drone strike in Afghanistan kills the leader of al-Qaeda. President makes the announcement from a White House balcony. One dead and five injured after a shooting in Northeast D.C. Monday. Four black women firefighters have filed a $10 million lawsuit against D.C. I'm Dick Iuliano. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. In a Monday evening address to the nation, President Biden announced the death of al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri in a U.S. drone strike. I'm Stephen Portnoy. President Biden said he authorized the Hellfire drone strike last week, but a senior aide says Mr. Biden has been engaged in the effort for months, pressing his national security team to take care to avoid civilian casualties. The White House won't say how it knows the al-Qaeda leader was in fact the only man who was killed, putting that on multiple intelligence sources who used multiple methods to confirm it. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The confirmed death toll in the flooding in eastern Kentucky is now 37, and hundreds are missing. Truck driver Reed Miller was on the road when his eastern Kentucky home was flooded after historic rainfall. It's worse than what I thought it'd be. Miller's home is still swamped. Right now, there's still two foot of water in there. Rebecca Mullins lives in Hardhit, Knott County, where more than 10 people lost their lives in the flooding. We have church people that's worse than us. We're blessed. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir says hundreds are still unaccounted for. Jim Crisula, CBS News. People are struggling to stay cool in normally temperate Oregon. Now in the middle of a heat wave, 79-year-old Laura Watkins lives in an apartment. For low-income people in southeast Portland, she has no air conditioning. I'm scared. It, you know, people pass away from this. Let's talk about last year and how many people died. A man from Minnesota suspected of stabbing five people, one fatally, while tubing on a river in Wisconsin, heard the charges against him in court on Monday. In count one, you've been charged with first-degree intentional homicide. Uh, that is a Class A felony. Upon conviction, you face a sentence of life imprisonment. Police say Nikolai Miu stabbed the 17 to 24-year-old victims after a confrontation, killing a 17-year-old boy. GasBuddy.com says the national average for a gallon of regular gasoline has dropped to $4.17. But the website's Patrick DeHaan says the price could easily move in the other direction. With an above-average hurricane season forecast, there are certainly no guarantees that we make it through hurricane season unscathed. That is, the possibility exists that a hurricane could shut down oil production. DeHaan predicts the national average will drop below $4 soon. High prices have led to a shift in our grocery buying habits. More Americans are buying more essentials at dollar stores. Average spending on grocery products at discount chains soared 71% from last October to June. Spending on the same items in grocery stores decreased 5% during the same period, according to the analytics firm in market. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Well, it's 203 Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, and it's 75 degrees. Good morning, I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. At least one person is dead and five others are hurt after a shooting at an apartment complex in Northeast D.C. It happened around 8.30 p.m. last night at the Aziz Bates Apartments on F Street at 15th Street in Northeast. All of the victims are men. Their conditions are not known at this time. The residents didn't deserve this. They do not deserve to have people shot in the communities where they live.
I'm saddened because I know of all of the investments that the city has made uh, in violence interruption efforts, law enforcement efforts, in community efforts, the investments that have been made to stem the tide of violence in our communities. Yet it seems like we have people who are in our communities who just have lost their sense of humanity. That's D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti at a press briefing earlier last night. There's currently no suspect information. Four African-American women who are D.C. firefighters have filed a $10 million race and gender discrimination lawsuit against the city. WTOP's Dick Giuliano has the story. The four women are veteran firefighters, charging that because of their race and gender, they have suffered discrimination in pay and promotions and faced much harsher discipline than their white colleagues. The four are represented by attorney Pam Keith. There's a systemic, historic ignoring of complaints of black women at D.C. FEMS. Fire Chief John Donnelly says he's not seen the lawsuit, but promises to look into charges of race and gender discrimination. Those things sound foreign to me, but we'll look into them and we'll follow them. The women firefighters say, among other things, they've been denied premium pay, which others receive who are also certified as paramedics. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. It's 2.05. He was hired in June of last year. A year later, he was suspended. Now, an assistant police chief in Montgomery County is out. WTOP's Kate Ryan has our story. Carmen Fasciolo, a civilian who was appointed assistant police chief with the Montgomery County Police Department last year, had been suspended since June. Monday afternoon, Montgomery County Police spokesperson Shira Goff said Fasciolo no longer works for the county and referred questions to County Executive Mark Elrich's office. Scott Peterson with the County Executive's office offered no further details. When asked about reports that Fasciolo had violated department policy in June, Elrich gave no specifics and said he was barred by law from commenting since it was a personnel issue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Driving US-1 south of the Beltway can sometimes feel like being on a racetrack. The speed limit is 45 miles an hour, but maybe not for long. The way studies, plans, reports, public comment periods, and official recommendations are progressing now, the change could be coming in early 2023. The speed limit on US-1 south of the Beltway could be slowing from 45 to 35 miles an hour nearly to Fort Belvoir. As first reported by Inside Nova, Virginia's Department of Transportation studied the speed limit and five years of data on crashes with the goal of enhancing safety and making the stretch more friendly to walkers, cyclists, and bus riders in Northern Virginia. Christy King, WTOP News. Virginia's largest school system continues its search for teachers as the summer winds down. The teachers union says there are about 600 vacancies remaining mostly in schools where children come from low-income families. The new head of Fairfax County Public Schools is talking about how they'll handle teacher shortages. In a letter to the school community, Superintendent Michelle Reed says 97% of classrooms are staffed and ready to welcome students back from summer break in a few weeks. Reed adds they have plans to fill the remaining vacancies with a licensed educator in every classroom, plans which she described as student-centered. If vacancies remain shortly before schools reopen on August 22nd, parents and staff will get information directly from the school on how classes will be covered. Coming up after traffic and weather, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is expected to visit Taiwan as she completes a quick trip to Asia. We will get insight from China expert and author Gordon Chang next. It's 207. One eight seven seven cards for kids. K A R S cards for kids. Donate.
donate your car today at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. With gas prices at all.